Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, hi, Sarah. What's up? What's up? Uh, there was such a face of expectation there coming from Anna. I know, I know. Well, I'm needing all the help I can get right now. So I have a lot of like expectation right now. I'm on the final leg of being here in Toronto, which I love being in Toronto, but it's also being away from my dude. And so I'm like, Aww. yeah. So I have the face of expectation like, Get me back to my home. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's not yeah. long now. It's I not feel long. like it goes really exactly. quick for me, but yeah. um, I'm not in it. So yeah. Yeah. I imagine it's not as quick from your point of view. Yeah, but it's good. Yeah. It's worth it. It's part of the plan. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. a breath of fresh air to see you. Oh, yeah. oh, it's always a pleasure, actually, on a Monday. Yeah, yeah. It's a great way to start the week. It is. I have to explain, we do record podcast on a Monday and we publish on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. So um, it is a great start to the week. And I was just thinking, sometimes I forget that we kind of do this podcast mm. and that other people listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, I am super grateful that people do listen and tune in and recommend us to other people. So, yeah. and I really like, I love it when we get nice messages about how we're helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just what I want to say that I'm full of gratitude today for you for being my co-host and also oh. for all of our lovely listeners. Oh my gosh. I'm taking part this. of this with us. Yeah being on this journey and I think we we set out because we have a feeling that people are needing to feel better in their relationship and we're wanting yeah. to just reach out and and help people feel better I think that's coming from also yeah. a place we know how shitty it can feel sometimes we know what it feels like <laughs> to be um, feeling at the mercy of your relationship yeah. and we've got a few tools that might be able to help and we love it when people tune in because there's just there's just so many feel-good vibes going on when folks are empowering themselves yeah. in their relationship. Yeah, and every day is a learning day. Yeah. Every day we grow a little bit stronger. We learn a little bit more about ourselves and our partners and mm-hmm. what's going on for us. And we hope that this podcast can really help people to feel that same way. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I'm grateful as well. That feels wonderful. Oh, I'm full of love today. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Big gorgeous. love for the podcast today. Gorgeous. <laughs> And I think it's flirting with the idea of spring. I think spring is sort of around the corner. So I think it's a perfect time to be grateful. It's renewal. It's fresh. We're hopefully coming out of a lockdown. There's so much to look forward to. Yes. Yeah. Gratitude is in the air. Yeah, it is. It is. Big love. Big love indeed. All right. So how are things in Jersey? What's the state of the union? Yeah, things are good, actually, touch wood. Uh, we don't seem to have fucked it up yet. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. despite going out to play, oh, we're now allowed people in our houses. Oh, how cool is that? <gasps> oh, up to 10 people. So just small gathering. Wow. Encouraged to not kind of have too many small gatherings. But yeah. it's just nice because the restaurants are still open just for a limited time period. Mm-hmm. But what it means is you can kind of either have some drinks beforehand mm. or you could come back and have drinks. So it doesn't feel like your night is really kind of short and limited. So it just mm-hmm. opens up some more options. Gyms have opened again. So oh, you can go and hello. exercise wow. with some kind of limitations and rules and stuff in place. But yeah, if 
feels like we're kind of, you know, they're working their way through the vaccine list. I think mm-hmm. my age group is coming up soon. So Ooh. get excited for that. Age 20 to 30. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd like to say I wish, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to go back to that age. I wouldn't at all. I'm so excited being where I'm at. I kind of feel like something changes in you when you hit 40 and go beyond. Like, I think something changes, like, yeah. in a good way. Oh, like, hell yes. So, yeah, I don't know that I'd want to go yeah. back there. But, but yeah, things feel, yeah, they feel good. I think we're still trying to kind of keep a bit of a low-key presence so that we don't fuck it up too much and Mm -hmm, cases mm -hmm. don't rise but it feels like we're in a good Mm -hmm. place i think we had something like seven cases in the island so we're virtually we're virtually covid free let's hope it stays that way yeah wonderful so yeah actually so i went out for a hike with a few folks yesterday it was a gorgeous hike and it was very very cold and windy but it was just beautiful gorgeous Mm. that we found our our way along a path that led to lake ontario which is this massive lake it looks like an ocean just gorgeous blue water it was gorgeous yeah and then afterwards so we went out for a coffee shop because in toronto itself everything is still shut down right but in the surrounding regions they've opened up so there are Uh people who actually go to surrounding regions for a little bit of so i sat in a coffee shop for the first time in a year and I felt delightful I felt so me and these few other folks we were sitting in the coffee shop we were like we don't know what to do we don't know how to act this is just so weird it's just yeah and it just felt so normal just sit Mm. there with a latte at a table at a round table chatting indoors where there's warmth yeah oh beautiful if I told you 18 months ago the highlight of your life is going to be getting a latte inside of a warm coffee shop. I mean, it's amazing. You would have said, get out of town. I know. Get out. <laughs> I know. I know. So it's been a year. I think a lot of folks are marking the, yeah. the year of COVID. Mm. We have gone through so much. I know we say it all the time, but like we have endured so much. Because if you told me that we could have gone through this and survived with all the sacrifice, yeah. with all the lack, with all the isolation that we've mm. experienced, and yet we'd survive. Yeah. I would not have believed you because this is a feat harder than human beings are actually set up to be able to do. Yeah. But it has made us more resilient. It's made us more creative mm-hmm. um, in coming up with different ways to connect and to live life. And yeah. we've accepted simpler times, I think. So yeah. there are some positives, some benefits, there's some insight and awareness there that's come up for all of us. Yeah. Where we said, actually, we know what's important. Mm-hmm. You know, we can live a simpler life. And so there are some good things that have come out of it. There have. I'm half glass full. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what is going on at the Relationship Desk of Love? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I I'm, I'm, was torn, really. I had two possibilities today. Ooh, um, okay. I'm going to go with my gut feeling and I'll share the other one next week. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this week I have got something for you. Have you ever heard of the three by three rule? No. <laughs> What's that? Well, I'm going to share <laughs> you're like you don't know which way this is going to go do you <laughs> no i'm thinking of like multiplication tables <laughs> yeah i'm thinking of like math oh no okay yeah no no it's not math so this is a good thing so okay this is a tool a technique that you can use within a couple mm-hmm. to make sure that you get some time to yourself but you also get some time as a couple oh. so you set you establish this rule whereby you say um, each person individually is allowed three hours to themselves across the week. Oh, okay. And you have three hours across the week together. 
So the story that I read was around parents, this two parents and they were struggling just with the dynamics and the demands of being a parent and all the things that come with it and um, mm-hmm. particularly when children are younger and um starting to feel quite resentful about each other mm-hmm. having you know the odd sneaky nap or maybe taking ah. a bit too long to drop the recycling off or do the food shop like just oh. having that time out so yeah. instead of having that kind of resentment build up of mm-hmm. each other kind of having their own time or their own space you set the ground rules around this three by three so i have three hours on my own you can have three hours on your own we're gonna have three hours together and you can take them in whatever increments you need oh wow so like a run for a half hour yeah so you might say today i'm gonna use 15 minutes and have a little nana nap on the sofa because that's what i need so you might strike that off your three hour allocation oh cool okay I think that formalizes it because I think a lot of people, they say, oh, I want some time, but they don't know how much time or they don't schedule it in and then they end up just feeling resentful. But if they actually, if each partner has that time and they know how much it is and they have a way to measure it, it's almost like vacation time at work. Once you're, if you're not given paid vacation leave, you'll never take time off. But if you know that it's there, you'll actually use it up because you know that you, you have to, it rejuvenates you. Yeah. But you also commit to three hours together as well as a couple. So again, maybe not all, maybe not kind of in one big chunk, but, or it might be, you might say, right, our three hours is going to be date night, or you might Mm -hmm. commit to half an hour every day just to kind of sit and connect. Okay. Oh, that sounds cool. Okay. Mm. So like we talked last week about whether those folks who are independent and codependent and maybe people will sort of find themselves a little on one edge of the other. And so that three by three satisfies both sides, the need for individualism and then a need for together time. Oh, nice. Okay. And I think it stops you from, you know, sometimes people feel guilty. Like I haven't personally ever suffered from from this, but people feel guilty about taking time out and doing things that they want to do. So I think it helps with that. So you don't have that mum guilt or dad guilt about or, you know, just even in a relationship yeah. without children, you don't feel guilty about leaving the other person. So you kind of, it takes it takes all of that away because you've agreed that this is the rules. Nice. I nice. think I'd probably want more than three hours to myself, though. <laughs> I mean, it did feel a little sparse to me. <laughs> so I'm kind of <laughs> like, I agree with the principle. I'm just not too sure about the allocation of time. Oh, uh, okay. What do you think then? If it's not a three by three, what would you allocate then? whole weekend (laughs) (laughs) all right all right i i smell what you're cooking yeah i think you at least want six hours right no i mean definitely for me it's i'm so glad you raised that because i'm like oh three hours (laughs) shit that seriously that's it well and i think it's all individual relationships me and my dude have a lot of alone time like alone time but then again so Here's the thing, though. Is it quality alone time? Because we might be alone in a separate room, but we're still in the same mm. apartment. So yeah, I think you have to define what your alone time is. Like, yeah, because there can be quasi alone time, like quiet play, like where both of you are doing your own thing. But but it doesn't yeah. feel really alone because you're not really separate. So yeah, I think you have to kind of define this with your partners. Like, what does alone time mean for you? Yeah. And I think it depends on kind of what else you've got going on. Like if you've got young kids, then probably three hours is probably all you can manage. But it's better to have three hours than nothing at all, because there is a lot to do. There's a lot to kind of fit into the day. So so I get it. It does completely depend on where you're at. 
personally, uh, I'd definitely be closer to six. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and Maybe a little some. more. Yeah, yeah and then but, some. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. nice, though. But hey, listen, if it's three by three or like six by nine or like seven yeah. by four, they're numbers that you can create with your partner. Yeah. yeah. It's all about just agreeing together it's about that connection it's about that support for each other all of the things that we know come with a positive healthy relationship nice i like it yeah excellent correspondence news thank you i am full of love today yes that was awesome (laughs) wonderful nice that set us up yeah shall we move it to the hot topic yes let's go <laughs> we always say this like there's some sort of surprise <laughs> surprise we're gonna do a hot topic like a jack in the box <laughs> something's gonna come out that's gonna shock us that's awesome yes let's go <laughs> so today's hot topic is how to get out of a date that you don't like <laughs> Oh, gosh. Now, these days, a lot of dates, and I'm seeing a lot of folks who are dating, they're Zoom dating, they're doing walking coffee yeah. dates. Yeah. So dates these days are looking a little different. But yeah. still, there'll always be ones that you want to get out of. <laughs> yes, yeah. And things are opening mm-hmm. up as well. So I think we might move kind of back to some of the more traditional dates where we see each other in real life, like across a table. <laughs> that sounds crazy, so, Sarah. What are you talking about? I know. Yeah. yeah whatever am I thinking of madness yeah yeah. what a madness (laughs) although we did establish a few podcasts ago that actually online zoom dating is a lot cheaper and quicker yes so yeah there will be parts of this that will stick around for sure yeah Uh, maybe it will be the screening process that people will use (laughs) it's a bit like recruitment isn't it they do yeah they do a quick telephone screening call first yes exactly (laughs) then decide no they're not meeting you (laughs) yes hey listen before you actually like shave everything to go out you know you want to know that it's going to be worth it Come on, girls. There's a lot of, you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of effort involved. <laughs> Hell yeah, exactly. You might as well have a screening uh, call first. I've, I've forgotten what it's like to prep for a date. <laughs> I, whew, trust me, these legs right now are not in the shape or the mood to be able to like get on a date right now. I'd have to do a lot of pruning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think we're all, we're all like that. Yeah, we're all barely presentable mood. Yeah. So let's imagine that we are presentable and we're <laughs> ready and we're... Yep. We're in this dating world. Yeah. So how do we get out of a date that we don't like? Gosh, yeah. Well, the first step is to realize like, you first have to even realize that you're not into it. Yeah. Sometimes we get so sucked into, we don't know what we're feeling, but yeah. I think it's important to tune in and, and realize like, wait a minute, I don't like this date. I'm not having a good time. Yeah. And I think some of that, you know, is about, there's a real kind of mindset switch around, am I happy or am I making them happy so like I know a person for years I never even thought about whether I was enjoying something Mm -hmm. I just thought about the other person and whether they were and there's a real big revelation and switch that happens when you suddenly say well actually am I even enjoying it and this can come (laughs) (laughs) and it's like and it sounds like such a silly statement right like am I actually enjoying this do I do I want to spend any more time with this person (laughs) or could I be at home kind of like catching up on my laundry and watching Netflix like which where do I want to be yeah um so there is that kind of real I think there's some kind of preparation beforehand, isn't there, about 
understanding kind of that you are important just mm. as important in the date as the person that you're having the date with yeah and that yeah. your time is valuable and um oh, yeah. your happiness is important yeah. and finding somebody that can that you can enjoy their company and are attracted to in some shape or form right. that all of those things are are important right um and should be present when you want to date oh yeah totally mm. so how do you maintain presence I think a lot of it happens before you go out. So we often say like you have the best days when you set yourself up the day before. So the kind of night before when you kind of prepare for things. And I think it's similar really for kind of dating, isn't it? It's about understanding, well, you know, how do I want to feel? What things are important to me? How do I know if I'm going to be attracted to this person or not? How do I stay present in the date and Mm. not kind of we're really good at just transporting ourselves like 20 years down the lane well could I really see myself married and (laughs) with uh, you know two kids and a dog and a you know the annual family holiday could I kind of see all those things happening with this guy when in reality it should just be kind of do I really want to spend the next kind of hour or two with this person are they are we hitting it off do we gel do we have conversation and it's bound to feel a little bit awkward especially if it's a first date Mm -hmm. but it's about understanding what is important to you before you go out so really kind of thinking about that oh okay I hear you that would lessen then this concern of sitting there and having all these thoughts cloud out your attention because you don't know what to focus on in terms of a metric of success for your date yeah whether it's long-term planning or like do I like the way this person smells or am I engaged in conversation or am I really turned off right now? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Now, the end of a date, does that preoccupy you when you're on a date? Is that something that you may want to prepare as well? Like, what's your game plan? Yeah, I think it comes down to the same sort of thing, doesn't it? So if you get to that point where where you kind of feel like, actually, this person isn't for me, then, right. you know, I, I think you should have a game plan that says, well, how do I get out of it? What do I say? Oh. Um, what do I do? Yeah thinking about the logistics like well do I pay the bill my contribution towards the bill do I pay the whole bill like how do I want to handle that Mm. it might be even so much I mean we rarely carry cash anymore but it might be that actually you want to take some cash out so you've got some cash to pay Um, and if you do want to just get up and leave it's about thinking about how am I going to get home safely so Uh. that you know if I want to go then am I getting taxi subway you know walking whatever like planning that kind of exit but I think the one thing I would say is don't bullshit your way out of it because somebody's (laughs) gonna identify that right Mm -hmm. so this whole strategy of I'm gonna have three rings and then decide like oh no sorry my friend's auntie's (laughs) being rushed into hospital and they need to go or the dog's just keeled over or whatever (laughs) rubbish excuses you're gonna come up with that are just going to be really transparent. Somebody's going to know and smell that actually that's a whole load of BS that you're talking right there. So I think that's not really very, (laughs) it's not a graceful way to exit a date, is it really? I mean, now that you put it that way, I completely agree because it seems like it's such a commonplace thing that we lie to people to avoid having to say difficult things or truthful things. But actually, if you have a catastrophe that happens near or beginning sorry, in the middle or near the end of a date, it's probably not going to be true, especially if they've had it happen to them before. Yeah. They probably see that one coming. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or just legging it out the fire exit. <laughs> like that's not yeah. something that I'd recommend. Yeah. So what would be now and again in the pre-date prep that you kind of you're getting in the mindset the day before, mm. what's a dignified way to exit a date when you're not feeling it? I think with honesty and yeah. kindness. You know, something that goes along the lines of for me there's just not I'm not really feeling the connection. I'm you mm. know I'd hoped it would be different, but there isn't that connection between us. Mm. I don't really feel like is there. And I, you know, want to honor your time. Yeah. I'm a big fan of, I don't know if you get this in the States or not. There's a program called First Dates here. Oh. Where people go into this restaurant and they get filmed. So they, they get matched up as a yeah. couple. They write, they write in and to go on this show. They get matched up as a couple mm-hmm. and uh, they meet in this restaurant and they film them and they've got this really great uh, D who greets them all and the, you know, you, you get to know all the waiters and everything. So I watch it with my other half and we always do this thing because at the end they have to say whether they want to go on another date or not. Oh, okay. So they sit them down in this chair with the camera facing them so the voice then goes so would you like to see each other again and they kind of look at each <gasps> other really awkwardly oh like well do you want to go first no you go first and I always like to guess whether they're going to go oh, on a date yeah, or not yeah. I've got quite a good success rate I guess in the right answer uh, yeah but yeah the majority of them do just say like look you're a really lovely person and um, it's been a great date uh, but I just didn't feel the spark so that's generally the kindest thing that comes out yeah. or, you know, the whole friend zone thing. Like, mm. it would be nice to stay in touch to see you with a friend. I, I'm not too sure about the friend zone thing because exactly. you can't just know. Yeah. You just know that you're being let down. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too. And I think before you start accumulating friends in the friend zone, yeah. think very seriously about like, do you need more friends in life? Is that really why you're dating us? Because yeah. you need more friends? Or is the friend zone offer just a way to not fully feel like you're severing the cord? Do you yeah. feel like you're letting somebody, somebody down gently? But really, it's not like yeah. everyone knows when they're being put in the friend zone. It's yeah. probably not worth it to offer the friend yeah. zone unless you're actively looking for friends. Yeah, totally agree. That's what I was mm-hmm. going to say. So if you genuinely really, really like the person and yeah. genuinely are going to have a friendship with them, then by all means say, I would really like to be friends with you. Are you open to that? If you're not and you're just saying it because you want to let them down again, it goes back to that bullshit. Don't bullshit your way out of it. <sighs> just be honest and say yeah. the connection wasn't there for me. Yeah. But you're a really great person. Yeah, you're a great person and we don't need to see each other again yeah. like ever in life. Yeah, because we were on a date, and yeah. dating is all fair and love and war sort of prospect. Yeah. So yeah. if it didn't work out, see ya. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, and yeah. I think you've got to maybe just practice that like a little bit because as human beings, we are programmed to just not want to upset anybody else in the world. Yeah, and yeah. um, so it kind of goes against our makeup, doesn't it? So it goes yeah, against sure. kind of what we believe to be true and fair and right and decent but you know the reality is if we kind of string somebody along with no intention of really having a relationship with them or we make up some kind of bullshit reason why the day isn't working or we need to kind of duck out then that doesn't help anybody either because that does really damage somebody else's self-esteem so being honest being open being fair and reasonable are the healthiest ways to deal with it I think Oh my gosh, completely. 
Mm. And it's so much easier to let somebody down on the first date when it's like, okay, sure, you didn't really see a lot of me. You saw the initial, whatever it was, just wasn't there. But if you string somebody along and then you ghost them or then you're sort of just, you know, kind of ditch them, then it tells that person that like, oh, I got to know you more and I find you dislikable. So you might Mm. as well just let them go on the first date when that person might be like, okay, no worries. They didn't really see a lot of me. So I don't feel personally uh, rejected because they didn't stay around long enough to know me personally. But yet, don't stick around for a few more dates if you don't have it in them because that hurts. Yeah, Yeah, I think if you definitely don't feel it, you you might have the situation where you're not sure though. And that's okay too. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know... It's about being honest there as well. Like, mm. you know, I'm I'm not really sure. Like, we've had a nice time. I'm not kind of sure long term. But if you have enjoyed it too, why don't we just go on a few more dates and see how it goes? Oh, that's, I love that. And wouldn't you respect somebody a bit more if they said that to you than either just cut and run or oh, hell yeah. um, just strung you along and you didn't really know where you stand? Yeah, it's really completely. awkward, isn't it, when you first start dating? Because... It's almost like a game of poker. No one wants to show their cards first. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm not ready to show my hand. Yeah. But it's super weird because a lot of us, like, whenever I've been in complete disarray over some guy or whenever I've seen people, clients or, or friends, the single common thread is that they don't know what the other person is feeling and their actions yeah. are not matching their words. And so people are left to sort of fill in the blanks with their interpretations. But really, if somebody were to come out very clearly and their and their actions match their words, if you go on a date and your actions match yeah. your words, and even if you're not into them and you're like, look, I'm going to tell you that, you know, this doesn't have a spark for me. Think about all the times that you've been let down. If somebody was really clear, like absolutely clear, it might have hurt a little bit like a slap to yeah. start, but then you can get on with your life. Yeah, it feels better. It feels more humane. Yeah, yeah. The last thing I'll say is about where you are in that situation where you you don't know what the other person's thinking, their actions don't match their words. Yeah. We have to be brave enough to challenge that. Oh, how do you mean? So we have to be brave enough to ask some of those tough questions, which are, you know, I've heard you saying X, Y, and Z, but, oh. you know, this is what's coming up. I'm sensing it doesn't quite feel I feel like something isn't quite aligned like what do you think oh nice I like that so I think we have to be slightly braver as human beings to challenge some of those gaps where we are filling in and making up assumptions or even saying look I've created this story in my mind about where we're at what's true for you oh beautiful That's beautiful. Rather than just trying to look through text messages and be like, what did he mean by that? And I'm just (laughs) going to kind of keep reading the text messages. And wouldn't that be incredible if, if, and I I believe that ghosting has a lot to do with this. Ghosting has, is somebody's attempt at trying to drop somebody without having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a wonderful way to really call somebody out and be like, I get the sense that you're not into this. Yeah. How true is that? Yeah. Um, You know, you said you were interested, but I'm really not getting the sense of that. Yeah. Can I assume that I'm free to go off and enjoy my own life and look for somebody else? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when we honor who we are and we respect our own time and value who we are as a person, that's exactly what we do. Mm -hmm. Instead, often the reality is that we, as you say, pour over text messages. We send text messages to other people like, well, what did you think? Oh, my God, totally. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. So we take screenshots of stuff like, well, this is what he said. Like, what do you think he means? Yeah. 
rather than saying, well, you've sent me this message, I don't know what it means, explain further how you're feeling. Yes. So instead, we yes. ask other people who, who haven't been on these dates with us, haven't met the person often, we ask them what they think. Yeah, and they're not mind readers either. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we've got, I think we have to be a bit braver, but I, yeah. equally, I'm saying kind of all of this, it's taken me... <laughs> It's taken me far well, too many years to feel brave exactly, in a relationship. So, exactly. So I know it's not easy. So yeah. I'm not saying it from a place of judgment whatsoever at all. Yeah. But I think what we're saying is actually some preparation beforehand. Yeah. Some really thinking about it, thinking about yourself, thinking about what you want, thinking about what your exit plan would be and how yeah. to do that in a dignified, graceful way. Yeah. I think is what I was saying. Completely. Yeah. And you know what? I fully, fully expect people to figure it out far earlier than me with this sort of simple advice. I think mm. this is really tangible workable advice. And I think that there's people who can figure this out at least 10 to 15 years earlier than I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, yeah. go for it. Me too. I'm holding my hands up to that yeah. one as well. <laughs> there's really no need to go through the bullshit that I've personally experienced at the hands of like trying to figure out guys' cryptic messages. I, there's yeah. there's no need to go through that. We're doing everything faster these days, like YouTube and social media media has like taught us to learn things yeah. so go out and just nip this stuff in the bud and you yeah. know I love that I've gotten into my 40s I'm like oh I finally got myself sorted out but wouldn't it have been nicer <laughs> to have heard this information this podcast in my 20s <laughs> that would have been great yeah, yeah absolutely don't worry like the human condition is always we're going to find something to be angsty and heart heartache about mm. but dating might not need to be one of them yeah just stand yeah. in your power, be brave, enjoy it, um, yeah. have fun along the way, right, as well. Like, yeah. we can kind of get caught up in this, all of this anxiety, can't we, around dating and what we yeah. should be doing, when we should be doing it, how we should be acting, what we should be wearing. Like, yeah. just have fun with it. And yeah. if you're not feeling it, be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Right. Nice. I feel like I want to go on a date. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to wear some heels. I don't even know if my ankles will allow me to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the shaving, like pruning is required. Like there's nothing presentable underneath my long johns and uh, sweatshirts. <laughs> yeah, we've all, we've all forgotten how to scrub up well. <laughs> oh, my God. Totally. <laughs> That's all right. It'll come back to us quickly. Yeah, it will. We got this. they have fallen off a bike. Yeah. Falling off a bike, riding a bike. Yeah. Yeah. Or riding a bike, you fall off and you get back on again. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be, we'll just be one large globe of getting back on our bikes after falling off for a year. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know what I mean. Anyway. Yeah. Should we quickly yeah. move to a question? <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> All righty. So this week's question is... Why do men walk out when they are having a night out, but women sort out the kids, cook dinner, do bath time? Why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Why is that, Sarah? Oh my gosh. There's got to be some sort of, well, there there is actually evolution to explain it. But yes, why is that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I hate to have some tough love here, but... The tough love has come in. Okay, give it to us, tough love, Sarah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to hit you with it. Yeah. My single answer is because you've let them. Yeah. So you've tolerated something that yeah. makes you unhappy and you've let yeah. it continue and you haven't had a conversation that says, yeah. it really annoys me when you just walk out of the house and I feel like I can't. Yeah. 
Exactly. Or that there's a real disproportionate sharing of all the, whether it's household duties, whether it's just making the checklist of like, some people's checklist before leaving the house is where's my wallet and my keys. The other person is kids, yeah. dog, who's fed this, who's yeah. prepared that lunch, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And it can be really frustrating when you feel like you're taking on the weight of the world. Mm. But I can guarantee that you've n- that you've never, ever asked or questioned the arrangement, that it's yeah. sort of something that you've suffered in silence. And that we do that a lot. I have done that a lot. Yeah, I think the other thing that we get caught up in is, well, they should just know that this stuff uh, needs to be done. Like, how come I know it needs to be done and you don't? Correct. They don't know. Yeah. They full on do not <laughs> know. And it can sometimes be shocking, like, how daft do you have to be? Like, yeah. and, you, and you you run the replays. Like, what if I walked out the door with just my purse and my keys? Yeah. And would my partner realize that the children are just, no, but we didn't arrange a babysitter. Uh, they haven't been fed. They haven't been bathed. Um, the dog hasn't been fed. You know, would anybody notice that the stove is still on? There's a pot on and the house is going to burn down. Like, <laughs> I've got <laughs> I've got a total image of chaos now. And the yes. woman just trotting out going, yes. see ya. <laughs> and the guy would be like, okay, time to go out. And because you're right. I think one of the biggest things that I had to learn is that my sense of what needs to be done is not the same as my partner. Yeah. And it's probably conditioning. It's probably his upbringing. Like, you know, there's certain genders, not going to name them out, but there's certain genders who've been given a free pass when it comes to having to think about other things other than themselves. There's always been somebody kind of picking up after them or quietly working behind the scenes like a stage, like stage managers, like where they're just creating the the stage performance, but there's 20 people behind the scenes just making sure everything is going to be set up. And there's certain people raised where they have a stage manager in life. Yeah. And maybe that was their mother. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just thinking about something my son said the other day. Uh, Oh, gosh. Okay. (laughs) Where we're talking about what happens when you get older and how you have to start Uh, doing things for yourself. (laughs) And he said, it's fine. I'll just get a girlfriend to do that. (gasps) I said... I think you'll find that you'll be very unlucky because wow. no girlfriend would want to take on that job. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's funny. And so he's being raised by a relationship coach. Like he's being raised by somebody, mm. but it's, these habits are ingrained in millions of years of evolution. Like that one little statement that he made reflects something in our DNA. Like there's something that yeah. makes him think that like, I just need to replace my mother with a female partner. That's yeah. all I need to do. This is not uncommon. Yeah, I'm going to apologize right now to whoever ends up with him. <laughs> but the I beautiful my thing, best. I, yeah, I get the sense, though, that you were like, uh, hell no. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're yeah, trying no, your best. Yeah, we did have that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's oh what gosh. I say, and I, but I'll still apologize now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so chances are you've, you're in a relationship, and sort of the, the way that it kind of started out is you... And maybe there's a point of pride. Maybe you were like, I like taking care of things. I like making sure yeah. that everybody's taken care of. I nurture. But somehow down the road, maybe months or years later, you wake up and you feel like you're being taken advantage of because now you're stuck in a role. Yeah. You may have taken... In fact, we guarantee that unless there were some extenuating circumstances, you probably volunteered for the roles to be as they were because you did it out of yeah. love. You were stepping up to it. This is something that made you happy. And now you're now something switched. And now you're like... I'm sick of it. I'm over it. And now I'm just being taken for granted. So congratulations, you've woken up, which is good. (laughs) But how do you walk back months or years of a pattern that you have in your relationship? 
Well, I think you have to have some belief that it is possible to change things because I think what keeps us stuck in this cycle and we end up in a cycle of resentment Mm -hmm. and that then kind of develops even further and, you know, ends up being a bit of a nail in the coffin in the relationship. So we get into this cycle, we get stuck in it and we can't get out and we just get more and more pissed off by it because we feel like, well, I can't change it now because it's Mm. always been this way. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, nothing is forever and we always have choices, always. It doesn't matter where we're at or what's happening, we always have a choice in life. So I have a choice with my son, whether I accept that he does bugger all or whether I do something about it. Ah. So I have a choice in that and I'm, you know, I'm creating that situation. And it's the same thing here, you know, with this listener, with this question, you have a choice about how you handle it. You have a choice about whether you stay in a situation, but it is possible to do something about it. It is. But Mm. it won't happen overnight because the shocking thing is like if things have become conditioned to where you're carrying the load, to offload that and to do the training, like imagining that you're a boss, right? You're like a a manager and you're hiring on somebody new and you're starting to task shift. You're starting to sort of delegate. That Mm. takes months, months and months and months. You can't just decide all of a sudden one day, that's it. I'm just going to wait to see if, if my person, if my partner doesn't notice I'm just going to walk out the door and just expect for him to sort of pick up the pieces. Well, he's not going to, and your kids are going to starve. So like, don't do that. But (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, so nothing's going to happen by osmosis. Yes, yes, uh, yes, exactly. That just isn't possible. Yes. And that's the thing. And it's going to have to be something slow and and steady where you actually start with communication. Yeah. That dreaded C word. (laughs) (laughs) But it's such a powerful place to be when we can have a conversation about something. I think it's underestimated, but it's also can feel quite overwhelming at the same time. But the power of a conversation and honesty in a relationship is just so important to be able to be in that place. So I think, you know, in this situation, we acknowledge it's probably something that's gone on for quite a while. Mm -hmm. As you say, we enjoy the role. We enjoy that motherly nurturing role that we take on often as as females and this can happen on either side so you can get it where kind of men take on that role as well so not being totally gender biased here and you know as we often say we talk about it from our own perspective so we're talking about it from if you know we were in it and I have been in this position I did a lot of stuff all the time and then did sometimes feel resentful about it So it is about taking ownership of that situation and saying, well, things have changed for me. I no longer feel like I'm getting the same kind of value. I do feel like I am being taken advantage of and I want to try and kind of switch it up a bit. So, you know, again, let's kind of linger back to what we said about the whole date situation and some preparation that goes on beforehand. Mm. So if I know that I've got a night out coming up and... Mm you know, taking on board what you were saying about the training. Okay, mm. I want to get a bit of training in and I want to prep for this. So, you know, the conversation might be, you haven't forgotten that I'm out next uh, Saturday, have you, with Sally? So, mm. you know, I'm going to need you to be on kid duty and right. I really want to enjoy getting ready so I don't want to stress about what's happening. I really want to enjoy my night out. Oh. You know, if you could just start thinking now about right. how you're going to look after the kids, what you're going to make, just so that I haven't got to think about it, that would be great. Oh, that sounds nice. I think, though, one thing that I learned when my partner and I had to sort of really look at, because I was, you know, doing too much around the house, mm. the thing is, it did not work for me to just delegate and decide what he needed to do and what needed to be done, is mm. we actually had to come to the table to realize, like, what is it that he wants to... What, 
to compromise because so I would say a step before then is to say to sit down and to be like, look, on an average day or when you go out or something like that, these are the things that actually need to be done. So what are the things that are in your wheelhouse, the things that you can that you can do all that you like to do, that you have the a spark to do spontaneously? And then what's what are the tasks in the middle that neither of us like doing, but we both agree they have to get done? And then, you know, how do we Mm. divide them? And then there's an extra little bucket of things that I think need to be done and they actually don't need to be done. And that was the bucket where I found my partner really callous because I'd be like, this needs to be cleaned this often. This needs to be. And he's like, no, they don't. (laughs) <laughs> and we had a huge, you know, and I thought, oh my gosh, no, what are you talking about? It's objective. Like the the toilet needs to be cleaned this often. No, it, it doesn't. Mm. So that little bucket of things that actually don't need to get done that are nice to have, but not need to have, mm. you may decide as a couple, like you're not going to force your partner to do something where they they don't agree that it needs to be done. And that I think is the the final frontier to kind of work out. Yeah, I get that when we're talking about kind of the whole the slightly kind of wider issue of of where the division of labor is in the relationship but I think in relation to this specific question and about just I'm going for a night out then I think that actually just specifying you know I am going out and I want to get ready you know you need to be you know on it and children do need feeding so that's (laughs) that's definitely not a negotiable yeah exactly exactly (laughs) so I think there's there is a slight difference there between tackling something that's an over all bigger issue of kind of who's doing what around the house versus you know I want to go out and I want to get ready in peace and not have to feel like I've done a full day's work just to go for a night out so I think it's that kind of discussion but I think the other thing I'd say is around, comes back to this guilt thing, doesn't it? So I kind of hear a lot of guilt in this. Mm. So often we do kind of all of these things because we feel like we shouldn't be allowed the time out. Mm. So, you know, going back to the relationship news around the three by three rule, Mm. like we are allowed as human beings to have some time Mm. out. We're allowed to, as parents, to go and have a night out. We're allowed to be an individual. Um, We don't always (laughs) have to be somebody's mother, wife, you know, brother, sister, son, daughter, like, you know, we don't always have to be something for somebody else. We're allowed to be who we are. So I would say maybe one of the things that needs to be tackled is for this listener is that own guilt around going out. Mm. And where does that stem from? Mm. I love that. Mm. Because traditionally they may have kind of felt guilty. So they're like, okay, well, let me do all these things beforehand so that it assuages my guilt. Yeah. And justifies. So that I've earned my night out. Yeah, yeah. I need to justify that I can go out. Well, you don't actually. Yeah. (laughs) And you can see that your partner goes out the door and they don't have guilt. And that's why they walk out the door so easily. Yeah. They don't feel like they've had to earn the right to walk out the door and have some time for themselves. So there is something there that's disproportionate. Now, some of that is going to be your own making. Yeah, that's very, very true. I like the tough love. Yeah. The tough love is important. Sorry. Well, no, but the beautiful <laughs> thing about tough love is it puts the onus of the locus of control with us. And that's the only thing we can change anyways. Yeah. So I love telling you that like, Anna, that's on you. I'm like, oh, good. Because that's that I can change. <laughs> if you were to be like, oh, it's all your partner. They're just insensitive. Well, I can't change my partner. Yeah. I can only change myself. And that's traditionally what we do like as friends. So we get around and we have a good old bitch then. Yeah you know about how terrible they are and (laughs) how yeah you're right they don't do anything they're just lazy and like that doesn't get us anywhere because that just means that we agree with the fact that we're in this shit situation (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly so instead of that 
Yeah. You know, like you say, have a bit of ownership, right? Okay, well, what part have I played in this? Yeah. And what can I do? How can I get some control back yes. of the situation where I feel quite helpless right now? Yes. How can I feel like I've got some control? And how do I step slightly outside of my comfort zone and maybe yeah. have a difficult conversation that I've been putting off for years? Beautiful. Yes, I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Nice. I feel all fired up now. Yeah. It's tough love, but it actually feels good. <laughs> yeah. Haven't helped my mind when I see him later. Yeah. yeah. Then like, right. <laughs> so I got a few things that are uh, going to need to change here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that sounds cool because like you're fired up because you're like, I have things that are in my control and that's always a beautiful feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's yeah. I don't imagine there's many people listening who have not had this situation because I certainly, holy crap, I, I have yeah. and I'm still working through it. Yeah. And uh, I think this is just something that everybody, and actually irrespective of gender, they're l- listening to this, they're like, yeah, I feel like I'm taking on an, a disproportionate part of the load. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Well, best of luck with that conversation and um, <laughs> enjoy, your, we'll next, you at the enjoy your next night out guilt-free. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Ah, beautiful well that's actually perfect because now we're talking about nights out like you know yeah it's starting to happen it's we're gonna get back on the town get excited shave those legs get those heels on yeah (laughs) make sure the kids have enough to eat and get the hell out the door yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) the night is yours for the taking yeah exactly but like we always say don't piss in the pool yeah you know keep your distance and yeah no licking lampposts just just yet no licking lampposts just yet exactly just wait for your two vaccines and two weeks after your double dose vaccine and you're good yeah (laughs) all good the vaccine is coming around yep it is indeed (sighs) nice (laughs) well oh well that was a pleasure i feel um warmed up now ready to face the rest of the day tackle the week yes yeah yeah we are ready We're ready to go. So, till next week. Till next week. (laughs) So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.